This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. This is part two of episode 192. So if you uh, haven't listened to uh, part one yet, uh, I suggest you uh, skip back to that uh, or else uh, some of what we say in part two might not make uh, much sense to you. If you're a My Old Man Said patron, I will be uh, stitching both parts uh, together for one uh, long podcast, uh, as well as uh, there'll be a small outtake show as well as including some of uh, a couple of things that I uh, cut out. And uh, also uh, expect uh, a solo show from me uh, in the next uh, day or two as well. Uh, if you want to become a My Old Man Said patron and get access to Match Club, our uh, inner community, and uh, access to the extra shows, please do go to myoldmansaid.com and click on uh, the patron link. So uh, part one, we were discussing uh, the transfer window uh, so far and uh, how it's played out in terms of uh, how Villa have had to operate in it because of you know the markets and uh, their stature and where they finish in the league etc in this second part we get more into the specifics of uh, individual players so thanks very much for listening in advance and here's part two so here's a question for you why isn't Diego and this is me being a devil's advocate why hasn't uh, Diego Carlos turned up let's say a top six team in in the Premier League yeah that's a question in the last right, few cause, years because uh, a player who's played pretty much every game for Sevilla in like you know, a, you know one of the best defences in Spain you would think would be the kind of player who normally ends up at Man City and everyone goes who's that guy and then a year later they or, go fucking out well never mind Manchester City mm. let's, let's say Manchester City are sorted <laughs> let's look at Manchester United who uh, yeah. fucking need to rebuild well, my, I mean, their defence yeah they're a mess Sorry, just before uh, you go on, you look at in the past when when we've signed centre backs that are rated. There's a reason, and it was because they were injury prone. You look at Ron Villar, you look at Martin Larson, and, yep. and so you can say, well, they were gambles, and that's why the top six didn't go for it because they obviously want Collins uh, consist- and Dunn as well consistency and reliability. But in this situation, it's an interesting one because 
you would think that ye Manchester United of the all the like would would go in for him because you know they've got big big problems in their defence. Do you not think that there's a there's a change in the in the order of, yeah. of English domestic football? I think that there's this is a very unique time that United have been in disarray for a number of seasons now. Headless, I would say, in both recruitment, um, you know, on and off the pitch in their backroom. I think Chelsea is an unknown quantity now that their ownership changed. That's a big unknown and hugely unsettling for their for their squad. City of 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 basically on a policy of, and I believe this about Grealish. The more I think about it, a policy of just buying players so that other teams. Teams can't have them. Arsenal, again, another team I would say that have been in a, a long transitional phase of, of some sort. And Spurs, who are now, in my view, hamstrung by the, the painful cost of their stadium, albeit with with you. Yeah, but they've still got that Conte effect. Mm-hmm. They'll be tough. Uh, there will be a tough cookie to play. That, and hence, why they got into the Champions League. The thing is, United were getting the new manager in. They had um, what got Ragnick in, and exactly. was, he wasn't trusted to buy anybody because they knew he wasn't going to be there, so they couldn't buy anybody. Um, Chelsea were under sanctions. They couldn't buy anybody. City have the centre-backs they need. Liverpool have the centre-backs they need. Um, Spurs, I would argue, they're happy enough with their centre-backs because they got Romero in as well. So it was a bit of bit of striking while the Irons hot. It was the perfect time to, to get these players. And that the fact that the two Spanish giants aren't in the market. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. You know, Real are building a stadium. They've they've been you know they want they wanted to go and put all the eggs in one basket on Mbappe. Barca are basically getting free signings, although Barca is still Barca, they'll still pull. But he ain't going to go there and get the money he wants or the fee for the club. And I think that's strengthened which, the Premier which, League, though. Don't you know? I look at that sort of middle group of teams. You look at the you know Leic- Leicester have got West Ham, Leicester, well, Leicester have got an outstanding yeah. coach, but were badly hit by injuries last term. But probably also can't. They're, they're on a policy of purchase almost money ball. That's the way they've been been doing it and yeah. that works for them Wolves you know underachieved really in the end um, you know apparently the whole Portugal squad so in terms of uh, Carlos it's a perfect storm you've got the Gerard mm. factor you've got the yeah. Brazilian factor you've also got uh, the certain top six teams in the Premier League not really needing uh, a centre-back as, as probably as desperately and you know the likes of the top two in Spain the Italians just not being uh, having the pulling power financially I also wonder with him, because he's 29, if you're one of the tip-top clubs and you're in the Champions League, they've seen a lot of him. They've seen him in the Champions League. They've seen yeah. him in Europe and gone, is he going to make us better to win that trophy? Now, for us, of course, it levels us up to where more to where we want to be. But our bar is set lower at the moment. If you're Chelsea, Man City whoever, even maybe Barca Real, it's like, does he make us that much better? Well, look at the two maybe Chelsea not. centre-halves, you know, arguably two of the best. I mean, admittedly, Rudiger's obviously gone to Madrid. Madrid. But, you know, that that was a centre-half pairing where you have to be pretty good to get in amongst that. Same with the Man City, uh, you know, defend. I yeah. think that's that's the point, isn't it? That we, we're in that, I want to say luxurious position because it's not an easy market, but for the first time, um, we've we've got the ability to pay both fee, and I think that the real advantage we've got is we seem quite content with um, wage demands. I think we take a you know we've been quite shrewd on fees. Yeah, mm-hmm. well we're cash buyers, aren't we? There's no fortune on the chain. These players, let's just just go through them quickly in terms of uh, pros and cons. Uh, Coutinho, I, I was always uh, well. If push comes to sh- shove, uh, we don't desperately need him because there is that Buendia factor and it allows Buendia more room to uh, breathe and, and you know develop but at the same time when you see you know the goal against Manchester City for example you just think well actually you want that in your fucking team yep 
and we have this kind of mindset or maybe we've been guilty as Villa fans for always choosing a, a first 11 and uh, thinking oh well he's going to have to sit on the bench where you you know you, you're, uh, your big clubs they're thinking about the squads that they have and you're thinking well actually yeah we need a squad we need both Buendia and I think Gerard said you know when somebody asked him uh, Buendia or Coutinho and he said well both Yep, it's big, big boys mentality, isn't it? Mentality is yeah. the point, and that that that's the thing that's got to change for Villa. It's it's you're absolutely right. I, I think that when when Pep Guardiola looks at how he's going to defeat a team, he's looking at the squad, you know, and that's why Grealish was used in the way he was last season for, for me, and, and also um, it was Gungadon who came, came off the bench and was was dev- was, was devastating, game, you know, as good a as good a, a yeah. display in fifteen minutes as, as you'll see. Contrast that to what you were just saying about a Coutinho. On his day, and I think when he's in the mood and properly supported, as technically good a footballer as I've ever seen play for Villa in my, you know, he's, well, he's box as, you know, and that goal he scored at the Etihad um, sh- should, if it hasn't already, and, and I'm, I am confident of what I'm about to say that the club have to, if if, if you've got an opportunity over two seasons to really get yeah. him out of his. Imagine what you could achieve. It's like Benteke when Benteke oh, was destroying oh, so teams single-handedly. Single-handed, un- it's like. It was like what a what mm-hmm. a time to have this striker that we've fucking wanted for years. One of the weakest yep. filler teams yep. in the worst yep. period. If we had him uh, any t- any other time, we we would be mopping up trophies. But it's it's mentality changes as a, as a club as well. That's the bit that's now got to yep. come. That at seventy five minutes when at seventy minutes when Coutinho scores that goal, Coutinho is minded that he expects going off that pitch. He is not accustomed to been walking away from that ground having lost but I thought there were too many players on that day where they've either got to they've got to understand that, that if you're going to be a winner you've got to wake up like a Man City or a, or a insert yeah. champions here and uh, at, you know when you are 2-0 down at the crucial moment when you could be on your knees at the Etihad and you know with the title slipping through your fingers you think actually we're going to win this shit happens and you know this is the beauty of football so you know losing a 2-0 lead and you know losing 3-2 to Manchester City in isolation you think well you know you know, I can, I can live with that but then when you just trace it back and you go well actually it's not the first time it happened exactly. this season the ti- the timing was pr- pretty much the same 10 minutes left whatever it was against Wolves then you've seen yourself squander a two goal lead against Leeds at home as well and you're thinking, hang on a minute, why isn't this being stamped well, out? Why that's is this the mentality perpetually element. happening? So yeah, so this mentality and character completely has to change. So sorry, just Chris and Phil very quickly on Coutinho. I mean, we spoke about it before, you know, I think the original quoted price with his buyout fee, I think most Villa fans were like, nah, sorry, mate, we ain't doing that deal. But when, when we sort of found out what the actual deal was, the wage demands that he's dropped, you kind of go, actually, I think it's a good bit of business. Especially yeah. if I think now that he's, because from what Gerard has said multiple times, if you can get him happy, which he seems to be one of those players, he's got to feel the love. He's got to feel settled. His family are here. He'll kind of know the area a bit better. I think he'll have friends. He's got the Brazilian connection with a few of them, which I think will help him. It's all set up for him to kind of go, you know, we've built everything for you here. Now it's on you. You've just got to go and do it. Get a good preseason. Get yourself fit and healthy, firing. And, you know, if we can get him on form. So are you happy? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Phil? Yes, I'm happy because I think it's going to make Buendia sort of alter his game slightly because I think Buendia has the potential to be a different player. Coutinho is going to play the way Coutinho does. I think Buendia has the ability to change and be a bit, either yeah. a bit more deeper, a bit more in the right, just somewhere because I can't see a difference in them now. 
Uh, just quickly, the Robin Olsen, uh, similar situation, we had him on loan, made permanent. Really got to see him in one game, maybe a little bit nervy at the start. but Good, kick, uh, good kicking, though. But as we highlighted, his kicking, uh, well, it, I mean, potentially could have uh, helped us win that game. Yeah. I mean, the debate is, would Martinez do anything different? Uh, I think where Martinez came in, he might have saved one of those, but the main thing is he would have been a experienced head in terms of uh, draining the clock. Oh, he'd have gone down and played injured, wouldn't he, when we conceded yeah. the first one? There's no way a team sh- at this level should be, it doesn't matter who the fuck they are, should be scoring three goals against you in five minutes if no. you apply the dark arts. But I don't, I'm, I'm pretty you know, reasonably content with the Olsen one. I think if, if you can have a you know an international goalkeeper as your backup, great. You know, you can have Steer as number three. I'd imagine he'll, when he's back from injury, he's got a year left on his contract. So you're reasonably well sort of stocked in that area. Yeah, especially when you consider those clowns that came in out of nowhere, who I can't even remember. Marrera Uh, and Kalinic (laughs) and Marrera, the warm-up goal, who had the the best, worst first game ever. I mean, I called it. As soon as I saw him, I, I, I called it. And said so that is the worst keeper I've ever seen. Like it's got to be the life. most bizarre debut ever. You, you save a penalty, you keep a clean sheet, and it's you still look like the worst goalie People, ever. People, and you can tell the lazy fucking fans who haven't watched the game, giving me shit. He saved a penalty, he kept a clean sheet. I said he that guy's dreadful. going nowhere. Zero chance of him ever playing again. Well, he was signed when we were about to go out of business and needed a goalie. Yeah. We know our goalies. We we've sat through years and years and years of dreadful, Decades. not just dreadful backup goalkeepers, but dreadful, <laughs> dreadful first choice. Yeah. So we know what a shit goalkeeper looks like. If I'm tweeting that this goalkeeper's crap, he's crap. That's basically <laughs> that's all you need done. to know. <laughs> it's done, it's you a are done welcome. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> and God knows who the fuck scouted him, but I, I, I I'm a better keeper than him. And that is this that's the truth it's not just me being uh, some arsehole he was terrible uh, it was embarrassing to the villa uh scouting department that that could actually get through the cracks but yeah i, I have no problem second uh, I mean, the way i look at uh second string keepers is are you comfortable with them filling in for the odd game and then there's the uh are you comfortable with them actually playing 10 12 games like a chunk of the season not right to think so not convinced on the on the latter and I think you know it's that thing of you know would you accept him playing in cup games etc. Yeah, fine. I, th- I think it's also it's backfilling the the elephant in the room here a little bit. The Jed Steers, I mean, not still recuperating from another. It was a bad uh, Achilles injury. I think he sustained at Luton. Yeah, another no, one on a string of bad injuries. Um, it, it, incremental improvement, might we call it that? That you, you've slotted in someone who I think hard to gauge against Man City, who were frightening in the last 10 minutes 15 minutes against us but it's yeah, better it's fine. isn't it I mean ideal ideal world you'd, you would like Tom Heaton uh, as a backup keeper yeah. but uh, just about keeping two goalkeepers happy as well is as dubious as hell with his injury mm. so uh, you know mm-hmm. he had his chance yeah well Olsen, Olsen come in in January and he seemed to be happy enough being the I number two I prefer him over Pepe Reina so. put it that way That'll work. Yeah. Moving on to we we mentioned them. Uh, well, we mixed and matched them uh, while we're talking uh, in general about the uh, the transfer uh, strategy and what's happened so far. But Kamara Kamara is somebody that uh, you need to witness. You can pull as many stats out your ass and comparison stats as you want, but until he's battle hardened in the Premier League. Because we've seen it before, technically gifted mm-hmm. players, just not young players that are around his age, really not fit in, and, and that they really had to retreat with their tail between their legs and go back to France or you know 
serve their trade in Italy, etc. Yeah, the thing I like about Kamara, I've actually, as I said, I, I did, I went through some of the scouting stuff, watched a few of the videos where they actually break down bits of play, etc. And the thing that I hope the Villa fans buy into with him is that you aren't getting an all-action midfielder who you're going to love, like you know, box to box. That's not him. He was a centre-back first. He's moved forward. Yeah. So this is a guy who is going to be very steady. He does the simple things very well. All the scout reports have said the same thing. He can be progressive, but he's not going to kind of, you know, storm through midfield and score a wonder goal, if that's what people are expecting. As he, as he said, by his own admission, player. he says he's a soldier. And, yeah, he is. And that's, that's what we need. Yep. You, you know, Chris, we looked at the, the stats from last season. Well, he had no assists, no goals, no assists. But it's funny so because he, you look at you know, people can go mad on analytics, but you actually look at the analytics that you want of a player in that position. And he does all them well. well the, the passing he's in, stats he's in a really high jumped out for me that, that Nakamba, if he could pass a football, would be a great footballer. But doing all the hard work, intercepting yeah. it and then <laughs> fucking kicking it back to the opposition in the final match. third is thick. <laughs> um, this <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there was a really interesting stat on Kamara that, I, that I'd read and you had to kind of read into it because it's quite a subtle thing, but it, it does show the quality and the footballing brain is that he actually has a very low press percentage but when he presses his the amount that he wins the ball back is high which means he's clever whereas you've seen like Nakamba, Louise and many others down the years running around like a headless chicken trying to do two or three people's job and McGinn has been a prime example very ineffective yeah. player for his ability Kamara just bides his time wins the ball back gives it simple simple things and that can hopefully release others to do their actual jobs and that that's exactly. been the, the that's exactly. been very very quickly that the player the players who really suffered for that i do think mcginn suffered for that because you're constantly cleaning up but a player who yeah. we have not seen flourish is douglas louise because he's been playing in the completely the wrong position um and and I, my, my fear is he could move on before we see the best of him and that would be my suspicion yeah. Yep, agreed. But he's got other things on his mind, doesn't he? <laughs> he's doing his <laughs> part for the women's game. <laughs> Finally, yeah, draining the Swiss national team. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> and finally, uh, Diego Carlos. I mean, it's an interesting one. You know, he's been one of the highest rated centre-backs in the Liga for about three seasons. He's obviously played in the Champions League. He's won Europa Leagues with them. When he played with Sevilla, which is most of the time, they had, I think it was the third best defence in the whole of Europe. Um, highest rate, you know, shots by all the usual stats, except you'd expect for a defender. They're all, he's, he's up there, but you cut, which made, as you said earlier, why haven't you had the big, big move? We, are, we, we do have suspicious minds, don't we? I think it's his headline one. It's it's that Europa League run where he gave away a penalty in the quarterfinal, yeah, which, the semi-final, which is and what the comes final. in the um, scouting reports. That it's not necessarily mentality, but it's decision making and temperament. He is also uh, more, let's say, uh, like Mings's character likes to get you know into the battle. Yeah, yeah. So when you when you throw yourself into the battle and, and you're a bit more physical, you you are prone to open yourself up to more yeah. mistakes and yeah. you know and giving away penalties. But you know, Phil, you. You did offer up a stat uh, in that profile you wrote uh, regarding uh, the the low amount of yellow cards. I don't know if you can remember off the top of your head. So it seemed to be a kind of an, an anomaly coincidence that he gave away a penalty in the quarterfinal, semifinal, and uh, final. Yeah, very much so because he had only three three yellows and two of them were in one match. When you compare that to Mings and Konza, sixteen between them, and Konza of course was sent off twice. It's an interesting thing. I mean, uh, it'll get interesting once Konza's come back from injury, but to me, sometimes he was a bit casual, Konza, but not in the way where his positioning is great and, you know, like Paul McGrath. He was in the right place at the right time so he can hoover stuff up with the minimum of effort. He sometimes is a bit casual with the men coming up in behind him. His, you know, his marking, he, he didn't catch runners. And... I remember the early days when we, the first uh, few games back, well, especially at Spurs, uh, the new stadium, when Engels and Mings were just, were being bombarded and they were, it was, you know, literally heading everything out and getting on the end of everything. And there was something about that kind of dynamic, which I quite liked. Fortunately, Engels, Engels was, was okay with the ball as well to a certain extent. I think extent. you've just got to have a bit more now. And, and the, 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 he just switched off yeah, a few times, and, uh, didn't he? I mean, there was... Yeah, a few things. Depending on what press you read, I think there was a few things going on there. But you, you need this. You need quality squad depth, and you do need ball players. Um, I don't want to get into the cliches, but I, I think you you look at his CV and w- where he was at in you know on. on in, but I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah. Sorry, just to round it off. Uh, I think the Carlos Mings brings back that kind of dynamical action. I think uh, it possibly does. And but but don't don't forget that we do. You know, looking through the glass half empty for a second, we we do also have to operate on the basis that sometimes Mings won't be available, and and I think that we you know there is there are the stats. Well, mentally <laughs> or physically, well, you can take it. Take your pick. Um, <laughs> so I, I like. I, I, Mings, so I like him, and you know the stat, You know when he's in the team, we we do better. Fact, you know, and you know yeah. you can point to singular moments. Say to England as well. well. <laughs> exactly, and when this is where you know the bullshit social media narratives can be dangerous. With that said, we we look. You know, we have if he's not around for whatever reason, suspension, injury, we 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 look immediately weaker, and and this this Carlos uh, looks like he can look after himself. I think would be the, but also a very competent footballer. Yeah, yeah, it feels like a sense that they're bringing in a bit of a nasty bastard, probably a big personality. If you're 29, you've been playing at Sevilla, oh, you're a senior 50, level 50. player. You're not bringing in, yeah, and, and you, you ain't bringing in a shrinking violet. Yeah, and you needed that because uh, a, I think it's uh, you know it's a grenade in. In terms of uh, the centre backs, that four centre backs yeah. we had, it's it's a grenade right in the middle of that. It means it's going to uh, sharpen his focus, It'll but also to, also give him you know 
a fresh challenge, uh, either you know, playing yeah, alongside him or uh, thinking, actually, I'm going to have to uh, keep my mind on this because I can't just regard myself as the best centre-back at Aston Villa. Just and, think back uh, to when it? it was the game where uh, Target and House deputised um, because of injuries or whatever. And that that really exposed us, I think, that it, quite possibly, Ham? but it, it, it's, it's seared into my... Mings was on the bench, wasn't it? You know, it? and, and that's, that's the kind of thing where you think, right, you really do need quality players in the squad where you can slot in. And, you know, a couple of the signings, you know, worst, worst case, even Kamara can play centre-half, you know, clearly quite competently from what we're led to believe. So, yeah. of course, you've gives still you got good Chambers. Versatility. And I think Chambers could play the DM role personally as well, but we've finally got some options, which you can't say we've had to date. Yeah, we have options. It looks like we've got a bit of flexibility. Yeah. You know, it looks like, you know, Carlos can play basically along either either side of the centre-back pairing, which means he'd be able to play in a three if we had to. Kamara can play at the back or in midfield. So can Chambers. You've got utility guys. You've Depending on what business we do with Ashley Young, you're going to have a more senior sort of conduit between the... Um, you know the, the sort of the management and the coaching staff and the players, and he can play in three, four, five positions. Which I think you do need that kind of player, even if he's not going to play very often. You certainly, you know, with a nine-man bench, he's worth having on it. Yeah, and you know, we have to factor that in there with more substitutes. Uh, you do need yeah. uh, being able to play more substitutes. You, you do need a, a constant standard of quality uh, across that bench, or else it's a waste. You know, you're gonna we're gonna come up short against the big boys. Because they can swap in and out. Well, you've got you've got to be able high to level. Ch- you've, yeah, you've got to be able to change the game because they're going to be able to, especially when you're into five subs territory. And I think that five subs ch- territory uh, does give players like Buendia, who might have a little uh, thought in their mind. Well, you know, I should be starting, and maybe I should move on. Uh, as we, as we say, top clubs, it's all about the squad. It's not about that first eleven. So uh, it helps. It's a good way of keeping your fringe guys feeling like well, we, we bemoan it now. Yeah. And I think the where where we'll come unstuck is will be against the Man City's, Man United, whoever. But I think the I think back to some of the games this season where with some squad depth. So I don't know, take the towards the end of the game seasons, Palace, Burnley. Imagine if you could roll on better players at key moments Even of the game. Like well, we can leverage like that, that same advantage. You know, a Forest are not yeah. going to be in the same squad position that we are at seventy minutes. No, not a prayer, especially if we sell them Keenan Davis, who's a pup. Um uh, I mean sorry, fifteen million pounds, please. Uh, <laughs> I think we'd probably take No 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 10, no no, no. We'd take fifteen. We need to get that FFP balanced, David. <laughs> But you take my point on the on the subs that we can, you know, uh, uh, yeah. morally in the game it doesn't sit very well because the, the, it strengthens the top teams, but it can be used to our advantage too, I think. Uh, just finally, uh, a bit of a revolving doors on the assistant manager. People do get their knickers in the twist about this. Uh, I remember, it, it, I mean, it's hard to quantify the role of an assistant manager. You've got people building statues to Craig Shakespeare saying he was responsible for Leicester winning the league. Yes, yes, of course he contributes, but uh, what's he do at Villa? What's he do at Norwich? What's he do at Watford? It's it's that kind of mix. It's when they're in the right team, that's probably when they excelled. So it's all about uh, how these coaches fit together in a team. So uh, the Beale and Gerrard combination worked well for Rangers, but I mean, from our point of view as just Villa fans, based on what we've seen, it's not as if we're losing anything. It's not as if they came in, took over, transformed us, and we were just missed out on Europe or we got into Europe. So we're not actually losing anything tangible in terms of uh, achievement, is my take on that. And uh, likewise, it seems we've got very much kind of a like-for-like in terms of stature, 
kind of experience because obviously uh, in terms of when I say experience, I mean in terms of working with Gerard because you know Gerard's worked with well they've all come through the same system actually before they've come through the same system so there is a bit of a like for like swap so I'm not concerned in the slightest no and philosophy wise having done a bit of reading on him he's his Blackpool team actually plays a very similar way to Villa and he'll have the same model that Gerard has tried to improve pose on Villa this kind of Klopp style which is being currently branded as a high five which is going to be one of these annoying tactical phrases that everyone talks about which is essentially a front three with bombing on wingbacks which is of course is what Villa have tried to do <laughs> albeit in a very uh, haphazard way would that be the, <laughs> the polite way of putting it at times yeah. Blackpool have played a very similar way so I don't think he'll be coming in with like loads of new ideas I think it'll be coming and reinforce what Gerard's yeah. already doing. And, and by the way, people, he's not coming in and taking over the way that Villa play and it's not all through him. So yeah, exactly. uh, doing deep, deep research into how he played for Blackpool, uh, you know, Blackpool are just uh, where they are. It's, they I mean, were, I remember, they were in League One. <laughs> you know, I did, you know, watch the uh, the playoff final where obviously he got the upper hand uh, against Lincoln City. God damn him. But uh, yeah, they had a system that Lincoln did find hard to deal with, but also specific players as well with that kind of high five. But uh, ultimately, this is Gerard's gig. Gerard's the uh, the pull, certainly in the transfers. But also, he's you know, he's got to... It'd be naive to think that he needs assistant managers to uh, insert a style of play. It's all about compliment. Also, you know, the guy's management and how he gets on with the team is uh, obviously comes into play. But you would assume they wouldn't employ him if. Uh, that and there were there were wasn't the rumours that there were the rumours that did the rounds that Gerard, uh, not Gerard, sorry, uh, McGinn and a couple of other players that had quite a hefty fallout with Michael Beale. You know, you can read it two ways: absolute bullshit, or you could go for the. There's no smoke without fire. Now, if you go down the no smoke without fire route, if I was any coach manager at Aston Villa, I would have had crosswords with those players during this season, 100%. Well, there hasn't been a player in the squad who's been immune from criticism, has there? I would have told them a few choice words throughout the, uh, let's say, the back six months of this season. So, uh, of course, there's going to be some, you know, crossfire. In a way, you'd hope there would be. And well, and you, well, you don't want a group of 25 supposedly ambitious, high-performing athletes not arguing if things aren't going well. If you're sat around the changing room twiddling your thumbs as a bunch of shrinking violets, who do you end up? You end up being like Man United. Yeah, so that that's how I interpreted that. If there was any crosswords, that would have been it. It's not like, oh, I'm leaving now. Oh, yeah, I can't fuck take you, this. John. Fuck you, John. Begin in your chicken suit. Turkey. Turkey suit. <laughs> Phil Shaw, any... Uh, excitement about uh, our assistant manager no it's what is it it's a bit of a flex isn't it you can go down and left the championship number one guy just yeah i mean that's the only interesting debate here is one manager goes i have ambition i want to be a number one see you later uh i mean if you read his interviews at qpr it's all about he's a bloody landowner and he wanted to uh he's always dreamt dreamt of managing and it was always his prime focus it's quite funny seeing Birmingham Mail coming to the conclusion because he bought a house uh, around Birmingham he was never going to leave Villa well you got to live somewhere and when you're in the football game you you don't really bother renting do you you just buy so from that point of view you've got also one that as Phil just said has given up a position number one position to come to Villa but you can see the logic in that because there's a different level to player there's a different level to opportunity if you want to use that horrible word project it's kind of intriguing you're at a club that's getting some of the best best players in the world to try to break into uh, a top six which uh, increasingly uh, is fortified you know by the status quo of just how the game works nowadays 
I think he knows as well that his stock is high because he brought Blackpool, who at the time had been a bit of a shambles and were on the rebuild from League One to the Championship. He knows at that level he's got enough cachet to have a year or two at Villa, go back and go and say, well, I'm not probably going to get promoted with Blackpool, but I can go and manage a Dutch team. Well, yeah. <laughs> if, he, if he wants to go back into management, he can, or maybe he sees that, that actually, because supposedly he's not Blackpool manager, is he? He's head coach. They have that kind of setup going on where he coaches the players, but in terms of other stuff's taken yeah. out of his hands. So he's probably thinking, actually, if I'm here to coach players, I can coach better players at a higher level where I can you know, a better canvas. Yeah. Right. Uh, just before we uh, before we go, let's have a little litmus test. Uh, Ooh. Where where do you, where do you think we're going to be finishing uh, next season? I mean, we'll do it properly in terms of predictions once we have our full stock of our full hand of new signings. But uh, I'm just I just want to gauge a bit of mood. Phil Shaw. I'll go with you, Daniel. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna finish sixth. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. I'm gonna go eighth. Fifteenth. <laughs> That's the spirit. That's the spirit that made Villa great. <laughs> no, it's not. It's the reality. Hashtagging continual improvement. I mean, that's where I thought we would finish uh, last season, uh, but then the old COVID and uh, you know fucked up preseason injuries, etc. So you'd you'd probably have to uh, quantify it by saying you know if everything injury wise and uh, uh, the the war in Ukraine doesn't extend to uh, the rest of Europe. It'll probably uh, extend to Europe when I arrive in East <laughs> East Germany sometime in August. So I'll let you know from the front line. But uh, yeah, I would hope. Uh, I mean, a lot depends on other teams, but we've got s- such room for improvement just in results that you, I, you know you. I would hope about eighth at least. And there's so much. I know people have been critical of them, but there's so much talent in that squad. And as you've said loads of times, and they've all got upside. Yeah. So, on that note, haven't we got an appointment to attend? Yeah, we've got to meet Johnny Depp down for drinks at the Aston Tavern and a pork roll. Come on, Phil, get your chocolate bomb on. Yeah, we've told him uh, <laughs> you cannot uh, yeah. visit Birmingham without the experience. They've actually uh, opened it up privately for us. Uh, only cost a tenner. It's remarkable, isn't it? Compared to that 25-odd grand that uh, he had to pay for that Indian restaurant. So... Uh, He's in for a banging night down in B6. Time to get an Uber and uh, meet him there. Right. Are we up are, are we are for a mega wine? Mega dog. <laughs> a mega dog. <laughs> <laughs> Until my nasal passages have all cleared out and I can deliver dulcet tones once again. It's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them. Goodbye. 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 Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.